0: right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Birdland Sports. Poor fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day you know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. 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 When or lose, we bringing it to you always. always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? From Section 336.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section Three Three Six, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the Button Lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt, how's things up on the Eastern Shore? Good, good, good. Can't can't complain. Good, can't complain. What's to, the, what's a the lot weather of, like a lot of, up there? It's cold. Uh, it's in the forties. <laughs> it's it's per it's parade season. So like every weekend now, there's parades oh. in these little small towns all around my house. Oh, uh, so I've been hitting Christmas up the parades. parades.
2: What mm-hmm. kind of what kind of parades have you gone to? Well,
1: I just went to this uh, past weekend. I went to the Easton Parade. Okay. Uh, and, and next weekend's the Saint Michael's Parade. I skipped out on the Centerville Parade. Just a personal choice. And
2: what are these parades? Like what like I assume there's Santa in a fire truck.
1: That's yeah, that's the grand finale. That's the last thing to <laughs> for
2: like promise. every parade. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I don't you know what I don't like? The sometimes there's a guy dressed as Santa in just a random float. Dude, if you're not the Santa in the grand finale at the end on the fire truck, don't dress up as Santa. That's like uh identity theft, which is not know. a joke, Santa.
2: You know the Santa's that creep me up about this time? are the Santas who are not in the red suits but, like, walking around Target because, like, oh, I just got off work from a bunch of kids sitting on my lap and now i got to pick up some groceries. Those are the Santas that creep me out, and I'm pretty sure my wife thinks that's the real Santa when she sees those.
1: It's possible.
2: I'm pr- we spent, well, by we, I mean she and I dragged her out of that store, spent at least 15 minutes creeping around Alice following a, a, Santa, out of, a Santa off work yesterday.
1: -hmm. Did he smell like beef and cheese?
2: (laughs) Right, no, no, it smelled like, uh, what, candy candy canes and sugar plums.
1: Yeah. No, and we went to, uh, we also went this past weekend to the local bakery who had, because you have to be kind of Uh, uh, a bakery
2: parade, I'm down for.
1: Well, it was, it wasn't, they had Mrs. Claus. Oh. They had Mrs. Claus. Mr. Claus, I guess, was occupied, maybe getting ready for the parade, so Mrs. Claus was over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but but she did the same thing. You 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 go and sit on her lap, and she'll tell you what you want. You wait. You can. I on, mean, you tell her what you,
2: want. <laughs> you can sit on Mrs. Claus's lap.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And right. and and, t- and tell her what you want for Christmas. And I guess she relays the message, or maybe she does. I don't know. Like maybe she does the shopping for the kids. I don't know how it works. Do you have Netflix. a big
2: Christmas sack
1: also. No, there 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 was no sack. She was you know just looking like an old old adorable little, little lady who I felt bad for her legs when these kids sat on her leg. I thought they were going to crush underneath.
2: Have you, I- uh, did you know there's a we, – we went to we, – I spent – I don't go to stores that often. I just – I don't like to, especially around Christmas season. But mm, uh,
1: Especially when there's a thing called Amazon.com. Exactly, yeah, I
2: right. I And especially now that the Amazon guys, now that I have a garage, they come and they put it inside my garage. Like they, oh, nice. I like never have one of those. Before. They have a thing yeah. where they can open my garage up, put it inside, and they put it on this little bench in my garage every time. So I come home from work. Amazon packages are in the garage on the bench. It's pretty nice.
1: You know, you know you're supposed to leave, like, soda or chips there for I him. saw
2: that viral video, and it did make me think, like, I don't have sodas and chips there, but I'm letting him in my garage. I'm, like, opening up all my all my crap to him. Yeah. So he maybe can kind of take whatever, whatever he wants. Yeah. So maybe I should put some candy out there, but I, but I got to put, put a camera up first to videotape to get, like, that guy dancing on the front porch or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. The only point of putting a chips and soda is out there to make is, it about yourself. To hopefully get something that can go viral. Right. Yeah. yeah,
2: It's not about it's not about helping others. It's always about yourself. Uh, but I was going to say, I was in the store yesterday and, you know, they always have like all the kids' toys out. So it's a bunch of Frozen 2 stuff. And then they try to promote like board games is always a big Christmas present option. I think because you can wrap that up and say, look, it's for all you kids. Uh, but do you know they give out a game now called Mrs. Monopoly?
1: Ah, uh, yes, I'm aware.
2: Have you Have you looked at the rules of Mrs. Monopoly?
1: I I have not looked directly, but I've heard people talk about them. Apparently, to make up for the wage gap, right, the women get paid a little bit more than the men.
2: Yeah, when they when you pass go, the women get double the amount of money.
1: Oh, uh, double! Yeah, yeah. how's yeah. that
2: supposed to fix the wage gap and fix society?
1: Well, sometimes you got to overcompensate for unfairness in the past like, generations.
2: Because, like, I've played Monopoly my whole life, and I'm pretty sure whenever I pass Go, male and female would make the same amount of
1: money. Yeah, that was the cool thing about board games, right? Because in this pretend board game world, everything is supposed to be equal. But I guess that's not true anymore. Right,
2: right. If you want it to be it's like, like
1: sports, everything's supposed to be equal. in, the, in those Yeah,
2: sports. if you're a racist or a, or a chauvinist or feminist or whatever... The only board game you could play and get away with that was Guess Who. Mm. Yeah,
1: know? that would be problematic nowadays. Do, do yes. they still sell that game? Uh, I could, I would wonder what those what the characters look like nowadays.
2: <laughs> that's exactly that could be problematic. That's a, good, that's a good question. That is something that can be problematic. Uh, Camden has one, and it's animals. Hey, so maybe you know that's how you great, do it.
1: You know what's a great idea, Josh? That you, that you should do. What uh, Guess who for former Orioles? The guess who game. <laughs> oh, you're trying to steal former- this
2: back with former Orioles?
1: Yeah, but I mean, you got a lot of players to choose from. and I feel like a lot of unique looking ones.
2: That's a really good idea. Uh, isn't it? Like, guess who, like, Orioles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the Orioles. And you don't even have to do, like, long term. You could just do, like, Orioles of the past decade.
1: You could even do, like, different stages of Darren O'Day. Right, right. With the mustache without the mustache. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, what type of questions? Man, now I feel like we have to do. Guess we have Hunter to.
1: Hunter Harvey would be easy. Just pick for the mullet. Uh, does your guy have a mullet? Hunter Harvey got him.
2: Right, right, um, right. Uh, yeah. Does your guy have a mustache?
1: Yeah. You could even do like types of hats. Is his hat on crooked? Oh, huh? that's a Pedro Strop giveaway. Does.
2: Is your guy head. Is your guy wearing the orthologically correct bird on his hat?
1: Mm, yeah, you could narrow it, narrow it down. Right, right. Years that way. Yeah.
2: I, I feel like we need to do a, a video episode of this podcast in the coming weeks, like a Christmas special where we play Guess Who?" <laughs> Orioles version. I, th- yeah. I think that would be fun. Right. And you know what? For that, Bert might even show back up.
1: That's true. That, that's up Burt's Alley. That's, that's you know game time. We need a Burt's game time.
2: Yeah. But it's video version, so, like, the people listening can see the picture of it, but we can't, and we have to ask questions to solve which Oriole it is.
1: Describing that Oriole. Right,
2: right. And and, and trying not to, not to say anything uh, that people are going to give you flack about.
1: So. Yeah, we don't want another Lamar Jackson incident here.
2: Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Right, is your guy wearing white sleeves?
1: Yeah, I was. And took him off to hide the ball. I credit for white, for white, for wearing white sleeves, like sticking it to the clown. Though I don't know if Lamar Jackson actually wore the white sleeves to stick it to the clown. I think he was just cold, but I don't know. I but then he, at happened. The right, he, time he took him he off. The white sleeves off. So,
2: right, you think he took them off because he said, "Oh, these sleeves aren't hiding the ball."
1: Nah, I, I think he took it off because he was probably sweating, and he probably was wearing right. it because he's probably cold. Well, that's, that's just my take. Um, I do want to talk to some Orioles, Josh. I have some. I've been getting more fired up about the Johnson VR trade. Every day that goes by, I get more fired up about it. And I also want to get to the Dylan Bun, Bundy trade and talk to some winter meetings. The biggest day of the Orioles year is coming this week on Thursday. Well, we uh, gotta, but before we get to all that.
2: We got to yeah. talk about the Buffaloes, too. The Oryx Buffaloes.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah we got to talk about but those those guys too i also want to talk about um we're also going to get to what's winter warm up oh, yeah, i want to get to I that. Think you're going oh yeah right oh,
2: now, yeah. now you see, you saw the weather report right
1: josh well, well, i'll, I'll get All to right, will get
2: to mind. that <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that where do you want well, to start
1: let's start with the Let's start with the Ra- – because I don't even know. Uh, we can talk – because there's a thing called the Camden Bubble, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, but, oh, let, good let, point. Let, I
2: forgot about it. I've been out of the Camden Bubble. Hey, uh,
1: but let's start with football real quick.
2: All right. All right. Well, let's talk football. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Ravens won again. Big news. They won again. But actually, it is news yeah, I, because they now clinched a playoff spot.
1: Yep. They, they clinched a playoff spot. Um, they, they beat a really good team. A a Bills team. They've been going up against kind of the best defenses in the league the past couple of weeks. 49ers taking care of business now with um, the Bills. And like also, I think it's notable that in both games, they put up with some conditions which they're likely to see in the playoffs, right? Like cold rain against the 49ers. A mess of wind. And then a ton of wind um, in Buffalo. So they're showing that they're like versatile, right? That they're not just a fair weather team. Yeah. literally fair weather team but they can also play in in rough conditions and as well cool which i think will it, bode well
2: to and how cool is it that they're like that they're knocking out like all the top teams in the league like there's none of this like oh well your schedule was weak like no one can say anything about the ravens except they can beat anyone because they're beating yeah. everyone on their schedule and they happen to have like one of the hardest schedules in the nfl
1: yeah, it's not even, no one even debates it now. They're the best team in football. It's right. not, I don't even think anyone's having this discussion anymore, right? Like, the Ravens right now are the best team in football. Right,
2: no, now the are discussion not. is, is how do you stop Lamar? Can you stop Lamar? Did, was Lamar stopped in Buffalo and in, in against the 49ers, or was it the weather? Like, those are the real discussions, is, is how do you stop this team?
1: Yeah, and I think it's like, like we, we were talking about this, Prior to the Bills game, I think after they blew out the Rams, it was like, no one's going to beat this team. But when we played the 49ers and then the Bills, we do look beatable. Like, both those games, we could have lost if a couple things didn't go our way. But that's, so Is that kind of more impressive?
2: Yeah, maybe. Especially when, like, both those games, like, especially the 49ers, when, like, they just take the ball and run it for nine minutes to finish the game out. Yeah, when, And when they can just take charge and, and run the timeout like that and just control well, that fourth quarter, that that's impressive. It's also allowing our defense to shine.
1: Yeah, and it's also in the playoffs, because you're always playing great teams, you're not going to have those blowouts. Right. So we've proven time and time again that we can win these close games, whether it needs a field goal kick or whether it needs a long drive or whether it needs a defense step up. Um, I mean, a lot of people have said this, so I'm just saying what everyone else has said, but... It seems like every time the Ravens face a new test, they just kind of rise above that test. Even um, on Sunday, their best receiver go, go going down, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst then made the huge play, right, that 60-some-yard uh, running catch. So it seems like every time something happens, the team responds in a positive way. Uh, have you seen the early line on the Jets game? Um, no, I haven't.
2: I haven't well, pulled well, it up. Is this, wait, wait, the, I is, this the, is this the my bookie line or are you just looking for like a straight line?
1: No, this is the my bookie line.
2: Uh, have you looked it up? Yep. All right. I have not. Take a guess. I would say. We're favorites. We're favorites. I'll say 16 points.
1: Yeah, it's 15.
2: 15 points?
1: Yeah, I thought that was a big number.
2: That's a big number. And I'll still probably take that number.
1: Well, uh, you? See, well, here's the deal. last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm thinking, um, like, I, I don't know, Josh, if other teams, like, here's my question. Did other teams find a way not to stop Lamar Jackson? No one's stopping Lamar Jackson. Did, did the giants and bills, are they onto something and slowing Lamar Jackson down that other teams can replicate or, That's what I'm gonna know.
2: or as simple as shutting down Marquise Brown because the deep ball has gone away. Yeah. And, uh, that, that hurts. Um, Here's the thing, I uh, that 15 points, I would wait until a game time decision to bet money on that or not. Because it's a short week, today the Ravens were banged up. Mark Andrews didn't practice today, Ronnie Stanley didn't practice today, Lamar Jackson was limited. And the way this team is standing right now, especially after the Patriots loss yesterday, if I was John Harbaugh, I'd be really tempted to tell RG3 to go out there on Thursday night.
1: Even if you can win the next week and then rest week 17, you can, you know, do your rest of Lamar Jackson for the playoffs. But why
2: not rest week? Because you want to
1: steal the one, the number one seed deal. Like you want to lock it in, right? You you think you can lock? All right. With a win against the Jets, yeah.
2: We've seen the Jets play. You don't think RG3 could beat the Jets?
1: Well, why don't you just throw Lamar Jackson out there? And if if we're going to beat them, like I think we're going to beat them you can rest them like we have did right. in the first half season in the, in the third quarter and fourth quarter. Because there's... But why why roll the dice with RG3? What if RG3 goes out there and struggles, which is very possible?
2: I'd have Lamar Jackson as the backup.
1: You can't do that.
2: But I guess, yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, it all depends on how bad this elbow injury, injury yeah, is. The fact, that he was, the fact that he was limited and he still practiced somewhat, for me, that says like he's not really hurt, but they, or they want to get people thinking they want to put them on the list, you know?
1: I mean, at this point in the season, everyone's banged up a little bit. Right, right? exactly. Is this, like, is this a contusion? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel be. like
2: this is the time of year where Tom Brady's on the questionable list every week.
1: Yeah, the, the whole the season. Team, yeah. yeah.
2: So I'm not, I don't think it's a big deal, but you're right. It's the Jets. So the Ravens should knock this game out by halftime. Then you rest Lamar for the second half, like you've already done three times this year.
1: Yeah, and then you can make a decision, yeah, the rest of the season, what you want right. to do with that. Right,
2: but then that's where, makes, cert- that, that's where it makes betting that 15 points tight and tough.
1: Right, right, because if they goes out with a 20-point you know, lead, then RG3 goes in there, throws an interception. That's where all this stuff becomes. Right.
2: You know what silly bet I've been doing on the Ravens for the past three weeks?
1: Yeah, I, I hate you and your betting. Go ahead.
2: No, you hate it because you're now hooked, too, and you're doing it, too.
1: You're, yeah, you're, and when I'm, I'm left out in the uh-huh. street unable to pay my mortgage, I'm going to blame you.
2: Did you get screwed by that half point you missed out on Sunday?
1: Uh, no, it didn't matter. All
2: right, good. Um, all right, here's the silly prop bet I do. It's because we won by seven. Right, here's the silly prop bet six six. I do every week. I go in right before the game and I bet $2 that Patrick Ricard will score a touchdown. Mm. Because the odds, because we saw that once last year. And the odds are on a two-dollar bet. If Patrick Ricard scores a touchdown, the payout is nine hundred dollars. Mm. So, I, so you not, bet this like,
1: every year for the next three years. It just hits once,
2: right? Exactly.
1: You so money, like, yeah. the past
2: three weeks, I've been doing it, and because I'm like, I know how Lamar likes to like, he likes to spread the touchdowns around and like give it to the hardworking guys, you know. So yeah. I keep thinking, it's coming, it's coming.
1: But doesn't that make I mean, this is two thousand and nineteen. We just recently celebrated the what would it be the hundredth anniversary of the Black Sox and that whole, you know yeah. gambling fiasco. Isn't it kind of crazy, though, that football is so tied with betting? And Josh, just like that, like imagine if you're Lamar Jackson and a family member wants to put, Five hundred bucks, or thousand bucks, or two thousand bucks on Ricard getting a touchdown, and you like, you know, call Lamar and say, "Hey, Lamar, can you like?" There's it just seems so easily. Well, you didn't you read the story uh,
2: just a couple weeks ago? At the just a few weeks ago that Josh Shaw of the Arizona Cardinals got suspended because he he bet and on his he bet at one of the casinos and. When you do that and you fill out the card to bet all the money, you got to put what your op- occupation is. And he wrote on there NFL player. Yeah, he so
1: didn't then, think he was doing anything wrong, right?
2: Yeah. He didn't know he was doing anything wrong. So then they just called up the NFL and said, "Uh, we got one of your guys here."
1: So, yeah, it's just it's crazy the way the game the game is going though. It, yeah, it is, playing.
2: and it's like after years of saying, "Oh, we can never have a team in Vegas because of betting," and like it's so in bed with from fantasy football to the to daily sports betting or what do they yeah. call that daily fantasy to yeah now we're gonna and we're gonna see it more and more as betting yeah. becomes more and more legal. Sponsoring the, the game country. and everything. Yeah. Yep. So I mean it, it's crazy. But then at the same time like when you think about the Black Sox scandal, like they, they have to enforce that. Like if that happened today, even with all the gambling accepted, if we found out that, that the Orioles were throwing these games and because they were betting on them, it'd be a big deal. It'd be like something the Astros would do.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Michael Elias is in charge, so, so right. who knows right. if they maybe they are throwing games. If they are, they didn't do a very good job because they only got the second pick, not the first pick.
2: Well, unless they were betting against them the whole time.
1: But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why they traded Jonathan the, PR because we're the, trying to lose. The Dolphins
2: are doing a pretty crappy job throwing it as well.
1: Yeah, uh, and so are the Redskins. I, I know some Redskins fans who are unhappy you know, that they've won a couple games. Speaking
2: of betting in the Redskins, I had a six-game parlay yesterday. Every game went my way, except I needed yeah. the Packers to win by twelve, and they won by five. Mm. I had a grand on the line because of the stupid
1: Redskins. Yeah, you got to take the, you got to take all those points, Josh. I can talk you that.
2: I, the, I, the skins, I figured they were going to get blown out by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah. The Skins are supposed oh, to be the worst team in football. You saw that the TV ratings of the Baltimore Ravens are getting higher ratings in D.C. than the Washington Redskins.
1: Yeah. Can so, I kind can can of I make a point? I think this is a good point to make that i want wanting to make for a little while because it's driving me – things drive me nuts. This bandwagon – can we talk bandwagons for a second? Oh Bandwagon fans. Did I tell you about my day down here?
2: One day, right after the Ravens beat uh, – the, who was it first? They beat the Patriots? They beat the Seahawks, then the Patriots?
1: Um, which game yeah, was the... Was which, what, was,
2: what was the Monday night game? The or Rams. Sunday night? I
1: think it was down with the Rams.
2: It was the Rams. Whatever. Whenever they won the big game, the next... I've never met a Ravens fan in, in Florida. The next day, I went to Zaxby's, Publix, and some other place, and all three cashiers... Told me they were Raven fans, and I was like, "Okay, I just was like welcome to the bandwagon." Like everyone, there's so many bandwagon fans out here. Are you annoyed by the bandwagon fans? We dealt no. with it with the Orioles in uh, whatever 2012, 2013. You handle it better with Raven fans.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't understand. See. For me, like, I don't understand what you mean by bandwagon fan. It means someone who cares about the team only when they win. Uh, That's like 90% of the fan base, right? I, I have a newsflash. When the Orioles suck, I watch less games than when the Orioles win. I go to more games at the stadium when yes. they win than when they lose. Does that make me a bandwagon fan? I think so. So well, I think all it of depends. us some extent are fans.
2: It depends who you were cheering for during this time that the Orioles were sucking. Were you cheering for the Red Sox?
1: Were no, you and down to cal-
2: D.C.? And, and were, do you have a curly W in your closet?
1: No, no. Don't be ridiculous. But fact, I think those are some accuse, of these people. I think people accuse people of being bandwagon fans who, like, don't watch the team every week when I, they're at their worst. And then because they're tired of watching Joe Flacco, then all of a sudden they watch the games again. Oh, they're a bandwagon fan. That's what people mean. I saw. That you didn't watch every single game with Joe Flacco. Therefore you can't enjoy the Lamar Jackson games because you're just a bandwagon fan. I saw, I, think nonsense.
2: I saw someone yesterday wearing a Joe Flacco jersey. And, and Mandy made some comment about how, oh, look, now girls down here even like the Ravens. And I said, nope, if you're wearing a Joe Flacco jersey, you're not new to the bandwagon. You get a pass if, you, if you're a Joe Flacco. If you were here for Joe Flacco, you're good. Uh, but I saw so but many judge, people— Every
1: fan base— Every fan base cares more when their team wins. Yes. It doesn't make the whole fan base bandwagon. It just right. means you care more when your team is relevant and winning oh, more. Oh, definitely. That's just fandom. and
2: and the Ravens. Ravens are grabbing a whole lot of fans when you have one as someone as exciting as Lamar Jackson. Believe but, that. Like you, as a kid, why did you cheer for the Cowboys? Because of Emmett Smith.
1: Why well, I cheered for Deion Sanders Emmett. Or Deion, Deion Sanders.
2: Sanders. Deion Sanders. That's who it was. Uh, but like you chose you. Because when you didn't have a team, or your team sucked really bad, you cheered for those exciting players.
1: The flashiest dude in the NFL, right, yeah. Like so-
2: in the baseball, you cheered for the Mariners because of Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey, sure. That's, the, that's how we're, what we're dealing with now with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. He is the most exciting guy on the football field. If it was up to, I don't know, the NFL, every single game with, with Lamar Jackson would be prime time. Because he's the most marketable, like the way he plays football makes people who aren't even huge football fans amazed with how he breaks ankles on silly plays. So I get it. Um, No, bandwagon fans, I would classify as all those people in my timeline who were Oriole fans, who were listening to this podcast, who were posting pictures with I back the Birds and suddenly had curly W's this October.
1: Okay, I don't think there's a whole lot of those guys, though. I think, the there's a, I think there's a whole bunch. No, I don't know I about think that.
2: everyone listening to this knows a couple.
1: Because cause people want to say – because there was a guy who tweeted out. A guy tweeted out, some random dude, t- t- uh, t- t- tweeted out that you shouldn't be spending the money on the Orioles because they're just getting away all their players. And this guy got crushed on Twitter for saying this by, like, all the people we follow on Twitter for crushing this guy saying – we don't want you there when we're celebrating the World Series in 2023, oh, you bandwagon dude. fan. Nah. And I'm like, dude, if the Orioles have proven that they don't care about their team this year, then why would you spend your money? It doesn't make you a bandwagon fan. It, make, it makes you fiscally responsible. <laughs> right. Wait till they care about spending money. Then you can care about spending money.
2: Which brings me to a good point. And Drew Forrester was making this point. And I kind of I, – I agree with him. All right, so – the Orioles aren't investing any money in their team, right? But they're right. asking us to pay the same price for tickets to see these this team play for the same well, price that they were asking us to see not. Manny Machado. Yeah,
1: like, but we're not. But, but okay, season ticket but holders
2: are. They're asking season ticket holders to pay the same.
1: And there's less season ticket holders now than there was last year, probably, and the year before. Oh yeah, that,
2: definitely, definitely. They're make, they're making less money, but they're expecting like that'd be. I mean, I guess. I, don't, I mean, it'd be like, I don't know, it'd be like someone making, I guess, a crappy movie compared to a good movie. It costs the same amount of money.
1: But but Josh, but to address that, because there was people going to see less movies, and then they did like your freaking movie pass until people like you t- took advantage of it and they had to go out of business. But the Orioles did the same thing with like the September, f- like the Orioles are doing creative ways to make it affordable to go I to know. games, right? Like they had to show up in September for 30 bucks or whatever. They
2: did. They did. Uh, so I
1: think they are addressing those things in their own way without reducing all the ticket prices.
2: Yeah, I just don't think they're doing a good job handling. I think they're doing a good job trying to get more people in the in the stadium, except for season ticket holders. I think season ticket holders should be treated like gold you know, and should be like you know loved. And I don't think they're loving season ticket holders.
1: What do you, What do you? And you've been complaining about that, Josh, since for years. For years, yes. What but, but but what do you think about the, um, I don't know what they call it. Do they call it orange carpet? Do they call it they call where it, we got the orange badges and yeah, yeah, yeah. we got
2: discounts? No, I thought that was good and that was decent. Um, I just think, like, when you're going into the season, knowing they're going to be horrible, you I don't think, I mean, we talked about Elias and, like, his strikes just a few weeks ago. I don't think. Winter, right, I think it's I, off season. I don't think winter warm up is how you excite season ticket holders.
1: I'm excited about it. I.
2: Right, you, so you're going to winter warm up, and yeah. yeah, I get that it's in the the best thing about it being in is that it's in the Camden bubble. So.
1: Well, you know, the thing that cracks me up is if you go to the website and you go to winter warm up on the website, like they're making a big deal about it. Like there's a, a countdown, four days. 14 hours, 30, 31 minutes, and 16 seconds. Make it 14 seconds until winter warm-ups. So they got the big old countdown.
2: All right. What's going on? at? So it's this Saturday. What's going on at winter warm-up?
1: I'll read the whole description, all right? It'll take me about two seconds.
2: Oh, I got to get, the the... You got to pay?
1: Well, it says 2020 Birdland members are free. Am all I right. a 2020 Birdland member?
2: Uh, I got to log in and make sure Dad renewed because I'm not really managing your tickets anymore, but I probably still am. But I'm not a All Birdland right. member anymore.
1: Yeah, or I can bring in a winter coat.
2: All right.
1: So I think I got a winter coat lying around. But it says, uh, join the Orioles Camden Yards it's, for a festive it family It is outdoors,
2: fun. so you'll want to wear a winter
1: coat. Enjoy a conversation with Orioles executives. Or, enjoy a conversation with Orioles exec- executives. Are they going to be back from the winter meetings, I guess? Complimentary I guess so. hot chocolate and coffee while shopping at local holiday gift shops on Utah Street. And enjoy a bite from local food trucks. So that's the whole description of the
2: event. I like the team store discount of 50%. Where is that at? Uh, It's right here. A conversation with Michael I, Sigma Dell, and Brandon Hyde. Live holiday music. Oh, I
1: didn't get the names either.
2: Photos with Santa Bird. Complimentary hot chocolate and coffee. Ice sculpture demonstration. Holiday face paint and balloon animals. Team store discount 50%. Authentic store discount 25%. And the first 200 purchases in the team store receive a complimentary ornament. And the first 1,000 receive a blanket.
1: Yeah, a blanket that will never go in my house. If Emily sees me taking another one of those blankets home, See, I think she's going to kick me out of the house. You
2: already, you already have one of these Shepard blankets, right? Sherry
1: hates the one we have. And she's not going to be able to bring home another one.
2: I don't have one. But I bet there's one at, I bet there's one at Dad's for me. Yeah. So uh, local gift shops are going to be yeah. there.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually sense, works,
2: the water, water I'm more excited humidity.
1: for this. Yeah, are you gonna just okay? Do, do you want to take the next ten minutes, Josh? I don't think any, all the vendors too?
2: I don't think any of these vendors are real places. Have you ever heard of Fuzzy Mug or Sipping Pretty Designs or Natasha? Oh, you're looking
1: at, Nata- I'm looking at Jimmy Jimmy Seafood.
2: Natasha's just brittle. <laughs> no, White Paul Runmits. Dina Verga Soaps. Drama Mama Books. Let
1: me get done and then we can continue the podcast.
2: Scent and Candles. Mount Royal. There are three soap companies. And one. Uh, and, all right, hold on, hold on. There are three soap companies and two scent companies. Like, I don't know what's going on. So.
1: Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll find out. I'm more excited about this than I would be for FanFest.
2: All right, why? What makes this better than FanFest to you?
1: Well, you know, I hate lines, and I feel like there'll be less people out here than we're at FanFest.
2: Yeah, it's only three hours.
1: The only reason I would go to FanFest would be to hear Sigma Dell talk or to hear Mike Elias and, and right. Manager Hyde talk. And so I get to see that without going through all, like, I don't do the autograph lines. I don't do all that stuff. I'm okay with it being outside. I know, Josh, ever since you moved to Florida, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't was, believe people actually stand out in 40-degree weather. It was 80 we degrees We just went today. to a freaking parade. At 6.30 at night uh, to 8.30 at night, it was freaking in the 30s, me and a two-year-old and nine-month-old, and no one died. We were all fine. we just bundle up, and you do it, and we all had a great time. So it's not that serious. All right, I'll
2: give you that. When I come home for Christmas, I am going to be freezing. I have adapted to the Florida warmth, I know.
1: Yeah, no one cares that it's going to be 30 or 40 degrees. Like, it's not that serious. We're all going to survive. And they're giving out free hot chocolate and hot coffee, so...
2: That's good because normally when you go to Camden Yards, that hot chocolate and coffee is
1: like eight bucks. I don't know. I would imagine. So I know. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good time. I'm gonna take my son Silas and uh, maybe Faye. We'll see if I can find someone to watch her. Uh, but I think it's gonna be a good time.
2: All right. Maybe if some three uh, three Sixers will find you up there.
1: And it better be a good time because I'm skipping the St. Michael's parade, Christmas parade, <laughs> to go to this. So one. many parades. So it better be a, better be a good. The thing. only parade and I, I want to go to.
2: Is a Super Bowl or World Series parade?
1: At the St. Michael's Parade, there's llamas. So I'm giving up llamas for this thing, so it better be good.
2: Llama uh, Jackson?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, Lama Jackson, Jackson? Yeah, that Llama Jackson. Lamar Jackson? Yeah, that would be all the more reason to go. Right.
2: Um, winter meetings are this week?
1: Yeah, yeah. Thursday is the, is the Rule 5 draft. Right. Mark that, the calendar, boys and girls.
2: Are, do the Orioles even travel out to San Diego before Thursday? Huh.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, and they're over there. I don't know if they're part of the Garrett Cole sweepstakes, but uh, but they're out there doing something. All
2: right. Free trip, free trip to San Diego?
1: Yeah, I don't know. know. Um, Michael Elias might be trying to sell off another my, 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 my League team or, or or try to get rid of our best player, Trey Mancini. Who knows what he's up to? I, don't leave Michael Elias alone.
2: Right, right. Yeah,
1: sell they'll... the shirt off our backs.
2: Right. No players are listed on that winter warm up.
1: Yeah, that's right, for good reason. Right. No, I want to I touch on this, Jonathan, uh, VR trade. Right. I get more fired up every day. About all it.
2: right. Didn't we cover it last week? It's been a while, and right? You,
1: you, no, you know, you know what happened last week? No. Um, it, we had a very important show last week with Adam Pohl. Oh, that's about right. All right, you're right.
2: We had a great conversation when, with Adam.
1: Yeah, but we never really got to talk about...
2: No, it was John a really long episode.
1: Or Dylan Bundy, because it was all about the minor league system, which is fine. That's why we had him on.
2: Yeah, and... Then, but we,
1: Oh, really didn't get to this stuff.
2: That's true. And I don't think Dylan Bundy was traded at that point.
1: Right. Well, all right. He's traded now. Yeah. All right. And so, and so is Jonathan Villar. All
2: right. So let's, let's start with Villar. Villar was traded for not much.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. To the so 24-year-old guy who was in the recent draft, in, the, in last year's draft, but 24 years old in, in single A. A lot of these guys are all but like one of the pitchers we've gotten back out of the five. Are like single-A guys, so they're all far off. Who knows what's to make of it? But essentially, like, Jonathan Villar, like, demanded nothing in return. And so we got some throwaway um, arm from the Miami Marlins for Jonathan Villar because no one else wanted them. And I would like to contend here on the podcast a couple – I'll make a couple points. First of all, I am a 100% certain that no one – is upset about the Jonathan VR trade. You're not. You're not upset I, about the Jonathan VR trade. Even I if think, you think you're upset, you're not upset. I know one you're person
2: not. who's upset. He's not. You don't think Jonathan Villar is upset? No. That he's got to go to the Marlins. Uh,
1: okay, I'll, I'll I'll rephrase it. I don't think I mean I don't think he cares, right? One crab I mean,
2: and he's going to Miami.
1: Yeah, I I don't, I don't think he's complaining about Miami. But but I don't think any Oriole fans are upset about this deal. Yeah, I don't care. Because if I were if I were to tell you last year or the previous year or in the middle of the season that Jonathan VR is being traded, no one would care. Everyone would say, this is rebuilding, we're supposed to trade Jonathan VR. Like no one has a problem with trading Jonathan VR. The problem is, and the problem came up in that no one wants Jonathan VR. <laughs> nobody right. wanted him. Yeah. And that's what Oriole fans are like, well, why does nobody want him? And I'm like, why does nobody want him? I feel like there should be a market. For a guy who puts up a four-war ten million dollars because they think they can have him for cheaper, so what people are upset at, just to be clear, is not that Jonathan B R is traded. That's not what you're upset about. You're upset that other teams don't value Jonathan B R. Yeah, and
2: they that's don't not value your trash. Like,
1: Liza's fault. That's not the Orioles' spot. That's no one's spot. But like, just other teams don't value Jonathan B R. And that's why you're mad. Yeah, you're not mad because we traded him. Right. To be clear.
2: Right, you're mad because the Orioles don't have anyone good to trade because Dan Duquette already traded anyone good we had.
1: Yeah, and the guy, the one guy on your team that you think is the best or one of the best players, nobody else wants him. So, for $10 million. Sorry, that that's just the way it is. And people who complain about the Johnson VR trade or people who complain about the Dylan Bundy trade need to get on board with the program. Josh... Um, um. next Saturday is not only winter warm-up, it's also my birthday. I'm expecting my gift in the mail. I'm turning 36, Josh. But in 36 years on this earth, Josh, in 36 years, I've never seen the Orioles play in a World Series, let alone win a World Series, in 36 years, right? right. That's what all this is about. It's about 2023 winning a World Series. Jonathan B.R., in this point this whole argument this whole discussion is is so pointless i can't even comprehend why anyone's mad about him Michael elias was not brought in here to like get resign or keep players that are kind of fun to watch what are you even talking about here we're talking about oh i want to keep Jonathan vr because he's fun to watch because i got to watch my team learn lose 60 games but Jonathan vr is fun to watch so let's keep him. what what are we even talking about here? Who cares? It's not fun to watch a 61 team no matter who's playing. And if the whole goal is to be fun to watch, bring a freaking uh, freaking elephant or, uh, or a giraffe to run around the bases.
2: Oh, as, as, Mon- as Mon-
1: the monkey rodeo. Yeah, do a freaking monkey rodeo. It's, it's, it's not about having fun. Okay, guys? Michael Elias is here for one reason only, to win, to get us into a World Series and to win a World Series. That's what this whole thing is. And Jonathan Villar is not doing anything, and in, in, in 2023. Uh, and frankly, I think you need to have a tough discussion about Trey Mancini. Sorry, I, I think I you need to have a tough discussion about Trey Mancini because you know when he becomes a free agent, 2022. Right, it's coming. You know when I'm trying to win? 2023. But but you say, hey Matt, wait, wait, Matt, wait. He's a good player. You need good players in your team, so you, you re-sign him. He's still relatively young. He'll still be in his early 30s by uh by by, by the time he's, by by 2023. But then I I would caution you and I would say, hold up, Oriole fan. Do you want to re-sign in your highest paid player who you re-sign to be a first baseman? I feel like we went down that road before because you're not going to pay him to be a subpar left fielder when we get a bunch of outfielders coming up. And so you're going to pay a first baseman is going to be your highest paid player. Is that what you want to do? Because I don't know if you look across baseball, not very many baseball teams make first base their priority and put all their money into a first baseman. Mm-hmm. But is yeah. that what you want to do with Trey Mancini? Right. So I think you need to have a real tough conversation with Trey Mancini.
2: Right. They, the Nationals didn't just set records signing a first baseman today. They said yeah, sign yeah. signing and he, and a starting, dominant pitcher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and you need to save that money for the real needs. Yeah. And I'm sorry. It looks like maybe Ryan Mountcastle can cover at first base or someone else can cover at first base. True. And maybe you need to invest that money somewhere else. Like, Good. I'm not saying that Trey Mancini is a, a done deal, but I'm saying, like, if, what's the goal? Is the goal to have you be entertained for two years so I can watch Trey Mancini have a couple of great years here? Because I love Trey Mancini, everything about him. But I don't care. I don't care about Trey Mancini. I don't care about John's VR. I don't care about any of them. All I care about is the World Series. All right. So... And, and so what will, get, what will get me to that point? I could care less about the rest. Freaking burn burn down the stadium for the next three years. Get me a World Series. That's all we should care about. All
2: right. Well, do you care about this? Michael Elias is out in San Diego. He had his little press conference with the local media just a little bit ago. And he's here's some quotes from him. One, he's out there talking to teams about uh, Mikel Gibbons. Good. Trade oh, him, Michael right? Gibbons. Yeah, Michael, sure. Michael Gibbons. Yeah. Um, he's out there. Looking for a bullpen coaches and some other minor league coaches. Coaches. Good. That's what he should be doing there. He said that he is fairly confident fans who go to Sarasota early in spring training will get to see Adley Rushman. Nice. Does that excite you? Yes. That he's going to get the big league invite. He also said that Keegan Aiken will be given a chance to compete for a rotation spot this spring.
1: Well, we don't have many guys to choose from,
2: so <laughs> that's not exactly. very surprising. All right, that's just a few of his the, uh, quotes. He's uh, had a lot of conversations to about giving up veteran players to, uh, rather than acquiring players, and trying to get the feel of the value of his veteran players.
1: Yeah, you know. listen. Listen, I, I'm, I have been one of the harshest harshest critics of Mike Elias because I think it's silly that they make a T-shirt for him. I think it's silly that everyone wants to make him GM of the year when he's done nothing so far, right? He's won nothing. And i tell you what, if you're doing all this, if you're slashing payroll, if you're tanking, and that's what we are, when you keep Chris Davis on the team, yet you cut John DeVar because he's going to make $10 million, that's what's called tanking. And I'm on board. But Mike Elias, you better win, right? You better be able to turn the ship around. But the focus of this offseason— and even though I've been a critic of Megalize, the focus on this all season, the takeaways are: in a year, look at what he's done as far as international investment. Look at what he's done as far as uh, an investment and a relationship now with Kvest and improving all the a- 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 analytics and the miners. Right, right. Look, at guys, in one, look at what he's done in Patrick one. Yeah, yeah. And, and look at what he's done in one year. Yeah, yeah. Bring outside guys in one year without Patrick Jones, without all these coaches. What he's already done in the minors, improving our pitching staff, right. and and that was even before he had a chance to even hire all these coaches. Now he's bringing the coaches in, has another year. So I mean, everything is looking up and up and up where it should be. And people want to be so focused on the major league side because we're so used to the major league side, and we're, and we're and we're so used to the 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 what does you know they do with Jonathan BR that we're missing the bigger picture on on what Michael has been doing the past year and a half. And that's been, been making our minor league system one of the best pitching programs in all of baseball, which is worth getting excited about. And, and you just lose sight. And Dylan Bundy, again, fine, a nice pitcher. Dylan Bundy does nothing for you in the 2023 World Series. He doesn't, I don't think he makes a starting five rotation even if he's still healthy in pitching, right? He's not good enough. We want better. If Jonathan B R is the best hitter on your team or one of the best hitters on your team, you've got bigger problems, so why is he on the team? Right. If Dylan Bundy's going to be your number two starter when the season starts or your number one starter, I guess maybe behind John means no number two, right? Then all of a sudden, like what's the point of having at all? If he's going to be your number two, then you shouldn't have him at all. Cause he's, he's not good enough to be your number two. It means you got to do, you, you need bigger picture in mind here. So world series, 2023 don't stress about Jonathan BR. Don't even stress about Trey Mancini. I'm telling you, this is about bigger than getting, I mean, 36 years old, never seen a world series. Let's, Let's do what it takes, boys and girls, to get there. So you're Come in on. a,
2: you're in a. The Orioles need to do this before I hit forty, mode. You know, like this. <laughs> before I get forty, I need the Orioles to win this World Series. Oh do my gosh, thirty six.
1: I just, but before I die at this point. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel it's before I die. Halfway through my life at this point.
2: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um. So I. So, is there anything that? Ex- to be excited? Can the Orioles just trade stadiums with the Bay Sox for this season?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, there is. I mean, this is not. You're not supposed to be excited about this year. And this is what I'm talking about: like bandwagon fans. If I don't, if I, if someone doesn't want to renew their season tickets, um, I understand. For this, it's, it's it's not. You're you're not being a bandwagon fan. You're saying you don't want to watch a team lose 100 games because Mike Elias says he does not care about the Major League Squad winning at this point. So why should – so if you want to call me a bandwagon fan, then you've got to call Michael Elias a bandwagon GM because Mike Elias doesn't care about winning in the major league, leagues this year. Then, that means I don't care about winning in the major leagues this year. It doesn't make me a bandwagon fan.
2: All right. Then why is it wrong for him to ask people and expect people to hop on board for season tickets this year when they're not putting a real team on the field?
1: Yeah, he should uh, on board ask for season tickets for, for the Bowie Bay Sox is you should ask season tickets for. Right. If you want to give a gift this Christmas, give the Bowie Bay Sox Christmas package, not the Camden Yards Orioles Christmas package.
2: Right. So. Yeah.
1: You, you, no one can complain about attendance this year. Michael Elias is not allowed to complain about attendance. Players are not allowed to complain about attendance. No one, fans, shouldn't be allowed to complain about attendance this year because it is what it is. Right. Everyone know knows you're going to suck. So why would you go? I'm going to go because I'm an idiot. But I don't blame anyone for not going to a single game this year.
2: Yeah, I can understand that. But you're still going to go.
1: I'm still going to go because I'm a glutton for punishment. And there is, like, there's something about, it doesn't make me a better fan than anyone, but there is something about suffering with the team, and it's going to make when they win, you know, all the more glorious. But I don't know. I, I've suffered enough. I think all Oriole fans have suffered enough a hundred times over that I don't judge anyone for going or not going to a game at this point. I tried to If you there. want to turn off, like, this would be a good time. I wish I was in a stage of life I could do it. To go to freaking Tanzania again for yes, the last two years
2: and disappear. And then
1: come back two years uh, and, and have the Orioles be good again. Right. right? That, I mean, it's at that point. Leave the country for two years.
2: Right. That worked out well for you and the Ravens. Skipped out on some rough years. Uh, yeah, that's
1: true. I've, been, I've been here for all the Ravens Super right, Bowls. Right, right. Still- <laughs> yeah,
2: Kyle Bowler becomes quarterback and you leave the country.
1: Yeah, uh, coincidence? Maybe.
2: <laughs> right. I tried to log in to check the status of your season tickets, and my login didn't work. So I'm guessing yeah. maybe Dad took over and kicked me out of the uh, season ticket plan.
1: Yeah, you've been replaced. Yeah, I'm. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm, I, I, gotta, I don't know if Dad wants to go. I was going to ask him. I don't know what's going on.
2: How about Bert? I Dad, yeah. Bert and I will be going down there?
1: Oh, I haven't talked to them. Yeah, I should talk. To, I should reach out to them too. Right. See if they're going. So,
2: uh, will Adam Jones be there?
1: Hmm. Highly doubt it. Are if you, he was, dog, give him a good solid konichiwa. Were,
2: were you surprised by that announcement today by Ken Rosenthal?
1: That he is it official, or that he may go play for the uh, in Japan?
2: Ken Rosenthal's tweet says, "Free agent Adam Jones." Talking to the Oryx Buffalos about a multi-year deal, sources tell The Athletic. If he decides to go to Japan, an agreement could come this week. Do you, is that a little, like, do you think that's gamemanship of saying, like, hey, the winter meetings are this week. Last year, he had to wait, like, all the way into, like, mid-February or maybe March for a team to sign him. Is this a little saying, like, hey, look at me now or I'm going to Japan?
1: Yeah, I mean, it... I mean, no one cares about Adam Jones. Right. I I mean, mean, yeah. last year. The
2: problem is, like, call your bluff. You're going to Japan.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think this is, is even a bluff. Like, if you – and you, you reminded me, Josh, of it. Like, last offseason was miserable for Adam Jones. Yeah. Because he thought he was good. Right. We all thought he was good. And we thought the market was going to reward him in some small way for being good. And the market never rewarded him. Like, he had to end up signing a crappy right. one-year deal. Crappy. You know, only made a few million dollars. Sucks for him. Um, but he did not get nearly what he thought he was worth. And he had to wait all of off season just to have teams tell him he's not fast enough or he's not this, he's not that
2: right where he can go uh, to Japan and be a star because he played in the majors.
1: Yeah. And not to put up with this crap of not being appreciated. Right. Playing the game he loves. So it it fits Adam Jones. It fits his personality. I feel like he's outgoing. I, I just feel like it. it's a good move for Adam Jones. I think he'd be happy being loved and appreciated there. Right. Um,
2: would you go to Japan or would you sit back and say, you know what? I've made enough money in the majors. I'm going to enjoy time with my family.
1: Oh, I think it'd be awesome to go to Japan to play for a couple of years. I, I'm surprised more players, especially his situation, right? Mid thirties. Um, what, who was the, there was a basketball player, like who went to China and became like still there's statues of him. I think it's Stefan Marbury. Is, is that the guy who like was uh, rejected out of the uh, NBA, became, like a superstar, well in remember, China.
2: didn't Lorenzo Ball's like brother, just younger brother, go there instead of playing college ball or something?
1: Yeah. And he's playing yeah, over so, there
2: and now he's like up for the NBA draft or something.
1: Yeah, with the one and done role in the NBA, there's there's always talk about people are gonna go there instead of going to college, You're gonna go overseas and play where it's better competition or, or know where they can actually make money.
2: Make money while they're doing the same thing as if they went to college.
1: Yeah. So if, I think it makes sense on that part, but no one's really done it, right? Like, the right. ball has been the exception. And I wonder if, like, is Adam Jones going to be the exception? Um, we see smaller players like T.J. McFarlane go over there. Right. This
2: is the biggest name. Normally, if you reach the type of name of Adam Jones, where you're, you're a uh, r- multiple All-Star Game winner, or not winner, but All-Star Game appearances, a um, guy who's on the national, like, stage, he's he's done the home run derby thing he's done the um world baseball classic and started that like he's he's not a name he's not one of these stars that we've just made him a star in baltimore like he was right, one of places. everyone, the knows everyone of who the baseball knows baseball right yeah. this is this the biggest name we've seen talk about going over there and um... is this and is this does it make a whole lot of sense you think of uh what's the tom sellick movie Where he goes over there. I think it's Tom Selleck. Is
1: it Mr. Baseball? Mr.
2: Baseball, yeah. Yeah. Where he goes over there and plays. And I feel like right now with analytics and this obsession in the U.S. of like younger, faster. Is this like the perfect opportunity for old guys to go over to Japan and make a few extra bucks and become a star? Like if I was Adam Jones, I'd call up my best friend David Ortiz and said, go with me. Let's do it. Like, yeah. let me get a whole I, I mean, team together. For, let's, let's, I, I'd be yeah. tempted to make a to make a super team of ex-MLB players and, like, be like, just go on over there and play these Japanese teams.
1: Yeah, or, or, I mean, it doesn't have to be ex-MLB players, right? It could be guys like Adam Jones who are in their mid-30s who feel like they're no longer appreciated with the analytics yeah. and how much they want to make. Totally. Um, like, you could make a team... Like, I was looking at, you know, they listed the most prominent names to be DFA'd or um, like who, who did it because they don't want to pay the arbitration number or whatever. So release because of arbitration number. And you can make a good major league squad with just the guys teams are releasing. Um, so I don't know how much they pair with Japan, but you could definitely put together a good squad. And I'm, I'm surprised kind of more people don't do the Adam Jones route as opposed to like if you had the choice of being like a triple A player, a veteran like Jace Peterson playing in Triple A, or going to Japan, making maybe twice as much money, and kind of being more appreciated. I, I I'd probably go to Japan. Now I think it's smart, Adam Jones.
2: Now Joe Joe Trezza of the you know the Orioles beat writer for MLB.com, sure, yeah. he clarifies that Adam Jones is considering going to Japan next year, but he also has other options that he's considering as well. Okay. So. It could be a headline or it could be a cash thing to try to get more money. But it's still intriguing as we see sports like the NFL want to expand to international, like expand their league internationally. It's inter- And baseball, dealing with the World Baseball Classic, it's interesting to see a player kind of take the control and say, I'll just go over there. I Maybe I'll go over there. That is interesting.
1: Yeah, I think there's been enough crossover at this point that I'm sure a lot of people in Japan already know Adam Jones' names, right? Okay, so it's actually. already instant kind of stardom. Yeah. No, it
2: got me work wondering, like, how do I watch the Oryx Buffaloes? Like, can I get a? Can I get a? What? Well, uh, I don't know. Is it a Japanese League Baseball? Like, how do I get a, a a like ticket, season ticket, NFL ticket for whatever they call it, Sunday ticket for Japanese games? Yeah. 'cause that might be more exciting than the Orioles. I though no, I yeah. I think what I'm doing this year is I'm getting the M I L B package for streaming those games and that's what I'm going to yeah. do is watch those games.
1: And hopefully they'll this this next year have better video quality and all those exactly. things and they'll improve that. Yeah.
2: Right. So I think I'm going to invest since I won't be investing as much money in the Orioles this year, I think I will be investing in that. So that I think the more people that start streaming minor league games the more they'll invest in, realize they can make some money that way and invest in cameras and announcers and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I made the point before that I, I mean, the Orioles, when they made these trades, like for um, um, Dylan Bundy, they got back Kyle Bradish, Zach Peake, Isaac Matson, and Kyle Branovich. And um, I think Isaac Matson the only guy that's close to Major Ready. he's a reliever. The rest of the guys are, are, are A-ball. And so I wonder if this is Michael saying we're still three or four years away, like we're not trading for anyone close to the majors, like we still need to, you know, invest and start from the beginning. Or also if this is like we want to get pitchers in our system because we feel like our pitching program is so advanced that if we start them in low A ball, we can advance them faster than, you know, we, like we want control of them from the beginning, because of all the stuff we're doing in the pitch and development program. Um, But I think we should, um, like, I don't know, like none none, none of the names we got for Dylan Bundy were top prospects, even in the Brave system. But there are four arms who were recently drafted, who um, people were speculating that maybe Mike Elias targeted them in the draft, and they just didn't draft them, and he wanted to draft them, um, which I don't know, that's speculation. Um, But again, goal is 2023. So I think all that stuff, that's what the focus should be.
2: And where are you getting this 2023 from? How do you know the goal is not 2024? 2025?
1: Because I can't wait that long. Because I'm, 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 I can't wait that long. I
2: thought the goal was 2021. I thought this was supposed to be a three-year turnaround.
1: No, the 2021 was, I think, the stop tanking year.
2: Like, that's oh, what happened in my mind. So that brings me, I was going to ask this earlier. Does that mean, all right, so the Orioles were horrible two years ago. Slightly improved last year. Is this year going to be even worse?
1: Well, one of your best pitchers, Dylan Bundy, he gone. Your best pitcher in the first half of the year was Andrew Kashner, and he's certainly not coming back to these doors. I don't think we're going to sign a single free agent pitcher. I don't. I know people are speculating. I don't think we're going to sign a single free agent pitcher. So your
2: rotation right now is Alex Cobb and John Means.
1: Yeah, and you're going to throw Asher Wojciechowski in there. Wojciechowski. He's going to be number 3. And then and
2: Keegan Aiken.
1: Yeah, and then the rotating guys like we did last year of Aaron Brooks and right. whoever is to get. Cuz we, don't, we don't have
2: Mike Wright Jr anymore. So. Right. Can't be him.
1: Right. So you just find some guy off DFA to throw right. in there.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's going to be Over. ugly.
1: Yeah, but again, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, who cares if it's ugly to that, the point that we're at 60 games? As if, if we went 60 games or 50 games or 55 games or 70 games, who cares?
2: Are you allowed to get who excited cares? if something, if one of these guys that comes up next year, like Keegan Aiken, does good?
1: Oh my gosh, like it's that's, huge, right? Does,
2: that, does something like that then have a chance of bumping the timeline up?
1: But what you don't want to happen here, there's some really ugly business going on in San Diego. And I don't mean on the winter meetings yeah, there. I'm cringing to see what San Diego Padres are doing.
2: Oh, you mean how they they're traded in all the former Orioles?
1: Well, there's that. I That's mean,
2: weird. The fact that, they, the fact that they signed Ryan Flaherty as a coach?
1: I was thinking After more. After Bobby the Dickerson and, for, Wayne,
2: and Wayne Kirby?
1: The fact they traded for Tony Fam. and they gave up a younger Hunter refero and a good prospect to get Tony Pham, who I think has one, one year left, who's right. in his early 30s. Like they're trying to go all in. Well, yeah, because after. Because why, Josh?
2: Well, they got, because, Mach- they got Machado. They want to build okay. around him.
1: Right, but the Padres were 29 games, I think, behind the Dodgers last year. Right, but, they had, like,
2: but they had one of the best farm systems.
1: That's what I'm saying, though. This year now, they're trading away prospects. They're going away from the process, they're going away from the plan and trying to win now because the GM's worried about getting yes. fired.
2: You're saying they lost and, their patience.
1: Yeah, they lost their focus and lost their patience. And so now their goal is going to be the trade process, the way to try to maybe make the playoffs. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, or to try to compete with the Dodgers. Like, I want to win a World Series. Trust the process, stay patient. So if Keegan Aiken is good, all of a sudden that's awesome. We have two good pitchers. Congratulations, right. Orioles. You have two good pitchers. <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't Wait. change.
2: Wait, two good pitchers. At all. You already throwing yeah. John Means in there. Yeah, he's he, pro- he proved enough that we can call him good.
1: Oh, a whole year. Yeah, he's good.
2: All right, all right, gotcha.
1: But that's one, and if Kiki Aiken's good, which I think is very much up for debate, that would be two out okay. of five starters that you need. I see. So nothing. There's could be nothing I could see that would bump up the timeline. Gotcha. <laughs> Before 2020. You got to stay true to the process. Gotcha. Hashtag trust the process.
2: I don't think we're going with trust the process, but okay. That's
1: the podcast.
2: All right. So reasons to go to Camden Yards next year is because it's Camden Yards and you can remember all the good times.
1: And you can get a good seat probably. Right. Catch a foul ball.
2: Yeah. And yeah, just enjoy Camden Yards. It is still one of the best. It's still the best stadium in baseball.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to be at the winter warm up. If you want to hit me up,
2: uh, maybe I'll do that.
1: All right, All right. <laughs> you know where to find me.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll right. If uh, uh yeah, if, if some listeners uh, run into you, you can just Facetime me. I'll say hi. All right. And maybe
1: I'll go in the team store and I could buy pie, buy a T-shirt for fifty bucks. Maybe I'll buy.
2: A T-shirt for twenty-five
1: bucks.
2: I so oh you're I not I, take pictures of any Michael Elias related shirts they have in there.
1: Okay, I will not purchase them. No, no, no. no. Take,
2: a, take a picture. Take a picture. Do not purchase them. Um, yeah, fifty percent will make it about this price of anywhere else. You're right. Yep. Hey, uh, I don't know if you're knowing. I've been playing the music, wrapping the show up. Yeah. Yep. If, if people can check out should check out birdlandsports.com it's kind of like the internet version of Birdland Radio that we did last year. Haven't figured out yet how we're doing Birdland Radio this year but check out birdlandsports.com whole bunch of shows up there uh, besides section 336 and film study, offside position Birdland BS, Mob Town Blitz, The Wind Up Nest Talk, 410 Sports Talk are all up there so it's Birdland Radio but year round. So check out Birdland Sports.
1: Love it. Good stuff. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitters at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. We can follow Josh on Twitter
2: at uh, Josh Soroka.
1: Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Get someone good in the Rule 5.